thanks to the City of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Soul Dive with Rashani, AD and Lydia on Live FM's Brimbank Live. Um, it is a beautiful morning, this Friday morning. Uh, ladies, how are we and how are we doing on, what is it, our third day of freedom in Melbourne? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I honestly Does it feel like it, hey? Yeah. I think everyone's just trying to keep their mental health in check, trying to get their sleep in order. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been a bit of a tidal wave. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's getting warmer um, and things are looking mm. up as the sun comes out brighter and brighter every day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have you ladies um, kind of gone and, and done anything like gone to a restaurant or kind of gone out and, and done something other than just stick within your 5Ks doing your grocery shopping? Yeah, I went, I went and got fish and chips. I mean, we didn't end up sitting like we didn't end up sitting in a restaurant or anything. We tried to, you know, like Captain Baxter in St Kilda, like the two, there's like Republicans. Mm-mm. We tried, but then because they have limits, um, right. they're like, sorry, we're booked out. You have to actually yeah. book yeah. To, to go somewhere because yeah. of their limits. But I'm like, oh, next time. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pre-planning and pre-booking, which, yeah, we ha- we've had months of not doing that. So now I'm like, oh, I've got to be, I've got to be on it. I've got to make sure that I book and, and get my place in um, at a restaurant where I actually go. Even Kmart. Or book. I know. You, might, you have oh to book goodness. now, apparently, to <laughs> enter the store. Oh, so. I just, I just entered. Like, I actually went to Kmart yesterday, and no, but <laughs> I was welcome to. I didn't even have to go. There was around. no line. Um, hardly. No, this was at Chadston. So wow, okay, makes a difference. But I was just saying, it's interesting that we have to like um, plan for this for this freedom mm. to exercise our freedom. Yeah, you know? honestly, yeah. <laughs> can we just I be free? Or? <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Conditional freedom, guys. Exactly <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I did the same as well. I went to um to the mall at High Point and uh, had friends, <laughs> and we went. I know, right? We went and got food, but we went and sat outside um to eat it because the mall was so packed. Mm, yeah. Um, and we still had to like social distance and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it was just yeah, it was a bit strange. Um, yeah. The conditional freedom. The, yeah, conditional freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a very transitional week. This week's been a bit of a weird one, but yeah, hopefully we'll get used to it and, and things will start to get normal, hopefully. Yeah. Let's hope. Um, so on today's show, I'm super, super excited. We are going to be chatting about cultural appropriation, which is a topic that I'm super passionate about. I know it's a topic that both the View ladies are super passionate about as well. And I feel like we'll be able to give um, a lot of our own experiences and our own perspectives um, on the topic. Um, so for those at home, just to give a little bit of a background as to what cultural appropriation actually is. Um, so it's basically the adoption of an element or elements of a particular culture. Um, and this can be controversial, particularly when people of a dominant culture are appropriating um, a culture that is disadvantaged or m- minoritized in a particular way. Um, so ladies, how would you describe cultural appropriation um, and what does cultural appropriation kind of look like within your particular um, ethnic and racial groups? Lydia, do you want to go first? Um, I'm actually thinking because mm-hmm. uh, what I understand is that uh, although there is a sort of objective way of looking at this topic, in many ways it's also subjective mm-hmm. because it comes down to people have different views and opinions in comforts and discomforts when it comes to this topic of cultural appropriation and I kind of I kind of I'm kind of like that I'm not like the all the way no like how Mm. dare you um braid your hair if you're not black sort of person but I am Mm. definitely like do you really understand like what Mm. what you're doing what you're wearing and the history of it because I think when I really it was only until I looked into the whole braiding thing some some years ago I watched this documentary and I realized like okay now I really understand why some black people really have reservations mm. about other people wearing like their hairstyles it's for reasons such as I was you know fired from my job or threatened um, for, for my job if I went in like this which is mm-hmm. the way I'm dressed now with braids or um, 
you know, a lot of that was a potential income stream for so many black women, but they weren't even able to exercise that because mm. it wasn't accepted in society. And then you have famous people at the time. I, I wish I remembered names. Mm-hmm. There was this one lady, she was um, kind of like, uh, she was a huge model at the time. She wore braids. Yeah. I think this was in the seventies. Mind you, this is when it was completely rejected in society. Mm. And she made it really popular. From that yeah. point onwards, you had people like, opening salons like white people opening salons doing this hairstyle it became accepted in society and it was kind of like insulting because you know we have genuine people who have used this hairstyle for years Mm -hmm. as protective hairstyles um that couldn't keep jobs couldn't um just be free and accepted Mm. in society and now you have it's just an insult and I think that um depending on where you go if someone has really kind of had the bad end of that stick. I think it'd yeah. be really hard pill for them to swallow to kind of just watch someone doing that. For me personally, mm-hmm. yeah. having been raised here in Australia and like not really experiencing that, but appreciating that for black people, mm. I'm like, it's a tricky one. Because yeah. if you understand Actually. what you're doing and what you are embracing, because I think the issue with cultural appropriation ultimately is that there's such a fine line between culture between embracing one's culture and sort of exploiting it because you're yeah. gaining something from it i don't know Aideen, i think yeah no yeah. i was just going to jump in and say for me appropriation is you know when it's done at a particular culture or in a particular culture and it's outcasted or seen as ugly mm. you know like having full lips you know or a big behind um mm. or braids um and then when it's used by a different culture and it's, you know, cheered on and accepted, yeah. that's when it becomes appropriation and not appreciation. Yeah. Appreciation for me would be people doing the same thing altogether. You know what I mean? If it's tanning and it's across the board, mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, it's just like when one particular group that comes up with this culture or whatever um, mm. is seen or rejected mm. um, and then it's not rejected by a different culture or the dominant culture that's when it becomes Mm. insulting. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree with what both of your, um, both of you were saying in terms of um, that kind of double standard where there's a minority group that get um, penalized um, for embracing their culture, having their cultural hair or cultural dress. um, Whereas Mm. the dominant group are kind of praised for that exact thing. I think that Mm. that is kind of where it stings um, in terms of when people are appropriating your culture, Um, but also the element of, you know, really understanding um, what you're adopting, you know, um, people from other cultures taking bits of um, other people's cultures and understanding, do I actually know the cultural significance of what I'm wearing, of Mm. this particular hair, of of this particular headdress, of this particular, you know, accessory? Do I actually know the significance that this has for this community or for this culture? Um, Mm. So I think that understanding that history and that knowledge is definitely an aspect of it as well. Um, And I think that it's important um, Particularly, you know, because in a country like Australia, there there are so many different cultures and diverse cultures that people are going to have, um, you know, cultural exchange in some way. But I guess cultural exchange is where you are kind of not exploiting and you're giving credit and royalties to that culture. You're understanding the actual culture um, and the significance of what you're wearing um, and partaking in. So I think that there is a a big difference between appreciating a culture and I guess, um, yeah, appropriating it in that way. And Mm. to add to that sting factor that we're talking about, not only is it um, a person being able to be like, be praised for, you know, doing something of this culture it's also like making money off it that's really where the issue really is as well yeah. it's like kim kardashian and her family mm. don't mean yeah. to call them hey let's let's that. keep that for the next segment there's so much to oh, talk about we're okay. already like killing all of the topics straight away I, okay okay yeah this topic goes you know but yeah, yeah yeah just 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 prefacing for what we'll be talking about next <laughs> segment you know we have certain people in society who have truly mm-hmm. made money yes, who have made yeah. money off other people's cultures while mm. other people have even struggled with a, a bare minimum which is yeah. like can i just go to school yeah. like this because yes. I, I used to have issues like even going to school i used to feel unprofessional un like, yes. like just not proper you know mm. you google if you google professional and unprofessional hairstyles if you google unprofessional hairstyles mm. it's all black people if you haven't noticed wow on oh. google it's black people with dreadlocks with actually clean cut 
hair, yeah. with braids, with stuff like that that still look really neat. Mm. But under That's Google, what it's what's unprofessional. And then you put professional as all like white guys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. And this and you're is like, why what the problem hell? exists, right? This exactly. Is exists is because there's still inequality. There's still mm-hmm. things that are, if had this all been resolved and it was actually, you know, anyone where you're, whatever you want to wear, you're all accepted. Mm these issues around cultural appropriation really wouldn't exist. You no, know? yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll Appropriators get offended, you know what I mean, when, mm. when we start talking about it. But it's like, you can't be offended when we have to live our whole lives offended or, you know what I mean, yeah. on the defense because yeah, on the defense. of our normal culture. Mm. I yeah. had uh, blonde braids in high school and I literally did not get um, school captain or house captain because mm. of it. They tried to suspend me. No I went way. To a Catholic school. Yeah, I went to a Catholic school and I fought it and I said, but miss, my principal, I'm like, you're blonde. Blonde is right. a natural hair color. So what yeah. are you trying to say? Are you trying to say yeah. something about my skin or is it about my hair? Because blonde yeah. is a natural hair color. All those two things together. Oh it's my like, god! You know what I mean? I'm like, because Catholic it's school is supposed to have natural hair yeah. color. So I'm yeah. like, blonde, brunette or black. Okay, mm. I'm blonde. What's up? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, miss? I'm blonde right now. So what's up? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, and um i wore i wore i wore it till it was like falling apart just to prove a point because you know what i mean so so many girls so many white girls who change their hair color from blonde Mm. to brunette or to black or to you know even ready yeah if you can change like if you force them to change it back to their original hair color if that's what we're trying to get at then you can suspend me and i can change my hair back if it was blue or green suspend me yeah but it's not like that i worked for like three months till it was like falling apart you know walking <laughs> around like that, that. Yeah. they did not like it they yeah. did not suspend me because i'm like are you trying to say something else because right now yeah. my hair color is the same mm. yeah so i don't understand what's wow. going on wow that is crazy <laughs> if you're just tuning in you're listening to soul dive with rashani ad and lydia on live fm's brim bank live um so ladies i i guess one thing that i want to ask is where do, do you, as BIPOC women, draw the line when it comes to appreciation and appropriation of your particular culture? Mm. I think um, I appreciate people who actually immerse themselves in the culture, like mm. friends who hang out, you know, with people of different cultures who really, you can tell when they appreciate something because mm. they've been around it, mm. not because they saw it on TV and said, you know, mm. I want to look like Kim Kardashian, not because mm. I saw you know, my African friend who I've been hanging out with so much and I really appreciate their culture and, you know, I just fell in love with it. So therefore I want to give it a go to and have some braids or, you know, mm. learn how to twerk or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, when, when you start grabbing these pieces of culture from someone or a place that isn't cultural and then mm. start using it for yourself, that's where I would draw the line. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard, like, it's good that you've asked us individually because I think everyone draws a line differently Hmm. Um, and it's based off their experiences once again. And I think sometimes what's tough for me is, like, I want to be mindful of the the way that the collective feels. But Mm. I have to say that on the spectrum, I'm probably one who's a bit more relaxed when it comes Mm -hmm. to someone else embracing it has yeah. to be I have to feel subjectively that they are embracing the yeah. culture but um and I think that's partly because um I've immersed myself in so many cultures and I know that there's there isn't a sincerity to that so like AD said yeah if I believe that someone's sincerely immersing themselves in that in the culture then you know I'm going to embrace it with them like for example I went to Thailand with my really really close friend at the time um mm. who I went to high school with she's Vietnamese but you know she spent years around me my family yeah. my friends all of that and then we get to thailand years yeah. into our friendship i'm getting my hair braided and she ended up getting like cornrows up here and then just mm-hmm. like had the rest of her hair out i fully supported that i'm like do it mm. you know mm. and i think there is a difference like are you going to some random caucasian woman to do your hair for that um festival that's coming up that you know yeah. will have predominant like it's kind of just like it's like it seems obvious subjectively but then it's like we all have different standards so it's hard and that's why we come back to are you truly embracing the culture or Mm. are you just benefiting from it yeah yeah you're benefiting from it 
Definitely. I think that you touched on a really good point there, Lydia, of um, that genuineness of embracing um, mm. and immersing yourself in the culture. And I think that, you know, um, if somebody is kind of just doing it um, as a one-off thing and they don't really care and kind of understanding the difference between somebody who actually does care and, and does immerse themselves in that culture. Mm. Um, so I definitely think for me, it's when people do understand the culture um, and when they are taking the effort to not just take that one particular aesthetic part of the culture, but um, trying to understand the culture as a whole. Um, definitely, if you're taking a part of the culture, but you're continuing to be prejudiced against the people of that culture, I definitely do think that there's a huge, huge problem there. Mm. Um, I also think as well, as you were saying, you know, about your friend and, and you kind of know that person, um, there is an element to that as well. I feel like if you're being invited or given permission um, mm. you know, to, to kind of take part in that, for example, if you're going to say like a Hindu wedding, you know, you're getting an invite there um, mm. and people there are going to be dressed in a particular um, way and they're going to be dressed with like um, potus and, and bindis and, and saris and, mm. you know, you're getting invited into that space. So um, it, it's okay um, if you do kind of wear that dress um, in that particular space. Um, so I think that, you know, when you are being invited, that's one thing as well. But I also think if you're putting anything on your body, you should kind of Google, you know, Google's free, like, you know, mm. just Google, like, what does this mean? What, what does a bindi mean? That there is cultural significance behind that. Um, so mm. I think that, you know, there's a difference between someone dressing up for a Hindu wedding um, because they've been invited to that space versus somebody wearing henna and like, uh, a bindi to like a, a music festival or a something. Festival. Yeah, I was like, going to ask Rishani. Yeah, I was going to ask Rishani because she's asking us all the questions. Um, is yeah. there any cultural appropriations from your specific culture that you've seen uh, mm. being practiced around? Yeah, so I definitely think um, you know the sari, um, the, the kind of like um, Sri Lankan and Indian kind of dress is one thing that I know a lot of people and I've seen a lot of like white people or people from other cultures just yeah. wear saris as just a thing. You know, they might go to India um, on a holiday and then just really fall in love with the culture <laughs> or go to Sri Lanka and fall in love with the culture. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, whilst I, I know that some people just really love the culture, it's about understanding um, what is it's behind that. Yeah. And I think that it is also the thing of like, you know, for example, wearing um, a potu or a bindi um, on your forehead um, you know, people um, from South Asian backgrounds, particularly in Western spaces, continually are, are criticized and discriminated because of because That's of that. Issue. And yeah. and the thing is, it's like when uh, a white person's walking around with that on because they just think it's really cute. It's cool. Right. Yeah. It, it, it stings because it's like, yo, like me as a brown <laughs> person, when I'm wearing that or when I'm, yeah. you know, partaking in that because that's my actual culture, if I'm going to get um, penalized for it, if I'm going to get discriminated for it, mm. why does somebody else get to wear that around um, and it be cool? Um, so I think that, yeah, those, those two things are definitely things that um, are prominent in, in my particular culture. But I guess, yeah, yeah there, there's a weird thing, though, because I would say, and I don't know if it's just in my experience with the people around me or like the elder generation around me, but do you feel that there's a difference with, um, say, migrant children versus migrant parents in the line of appreciation and appropriation in terms of like, parents being a lot more lenient and really not having too much of a problem with people immersing 100%. themselves in the culture ad i don't <clears throat> i don't think the older generation really immerses themselves as much in cultural appropriation mm. as much as the younger generation does now like mm -hmm. we are more fluid we're more flexible um so we have seen a lot of people starting to enjoy yeah. a lot of the cultural um aspects of different cultures um whether yeah sorry go on Lydia I still think they're shaking off or not even haven't yet fully understood mm. certain things that our um, generation are understanding about our social justice issues so for example yeah. I know that my mom she projects she projects a lot of what has kind of been instilled into her mind over the years which is that mm. straight straight hair is professional like I'll often be going to a job interview I remember I went to my job interview a year and a half ago and I wanted to just go with cornrows which was my natural hair mm. and she was like oh no like she was shocked she's like put, mm. the, put the weave on like you, you know look professional mm. and I'm like I literally was like 
oh it's like frustrating because this is your mom and she doesn't mean yeah. she doesn't mean yeah. that at all but I'm just like mom I'm going mm. like this conditioning it's conditioning yes yeah been, and that assimilation yeah that's what I'm saying I think with our parents they've been conditioned but then you combine that with the fact that a lot of them have come here to resettle and just mm. be comfortable mm. so taking on these extra like we're talking about you know a subset of like yeah. racism cultural appropriation they don't have time like they don't, they don't actually don't have yeah. different priorities. They're, yes. they're thinking about their health and safety and the health and safety and well-being of their children. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're like if if you know putting on a wig is gonna keep Make everybody better, happy, yeah. then we'll do, it. we'll do it. You know what I mean? Right. We don't want to yeah. stir up any conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think they would appreciate if we had this conversation. Oh, it's a thing. Sometimes you need to put a name to something that mm. you 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 understand exists. But for yeah. now, I would say a lot of them don't really understand mm. that this yeah. is an issue yeah Um, those reasons yeah absolutely um we are going to head to a quick break um more after this you're listening to soul dive with rashani ad and lydia on live fm's brimbank live welcome back to soul dive with rashani ad and lydia um you are on live fm's brimbank live uh, so before the break, um, we were chatting all things cultural appropriation. Um, we were discussing the difference between appropriation and appreciation. And we were also touching on, I guess, the generational differences when it comes to mm-hmm. appropriation. Um, and ladies, you all um, brought up some really good points. I guess um, to add to that, um, I think that, you know, when we talk about um, migrant parents um, having different experiences and maybe a different threshold as to what they see as appropriation and appreciation. Um, I guess it it kind of does come down to the experiences of, um, you know, us as migrant children growing up in a particular country where our cultures were not dominant. Um, So we've had experiences where our cultures have been scrutinized and discriminated in particular ways, whereas they would have grown up um, quite differently, obviously not in um, a Western kind of culture where those contact zones or cultural um, contacts would have happened. So, you know, like for me, like I've had the experience of like people saying that I had a smelly lunch because like mm-hmm. I had curry for lunch or, um, you know, people saying certain things about, um, you know, like as I was mentioning before, like potus or like, um, you know, kind of uh, accessories in particular ways. So I think that there are certain things that I'm sensitive to as a migrant child that my mom or my dad wouldn't see necessarily as, as a bad thing. Like if I saw um, someone walking around with like um, a bindi on their head uh, and they weren't part of the culture and I knew that they were kind of just playing into the aesthetics of that particular culture um, that, you know, would kind of, um, you know, hurt me, I guess. And, and, and I guess I'd be quite sensitive to that. Whereas um, my parents think that it, it's someone just appreciating um, their culture. But I guess that the experiences that we've gone through as migrant children and also um, the knowledge of, of knowing that maybe people are walking around without um, actually understanding the culture. I think that that is something that plays on my mind, I guess, as a migrant child compared to compared to them. And, and as AD was saying, different priorities, you know, um, for them, it's just about that um, security and, and, and that safety and, um, you know, people liking their culture and partaking their culture to them is like a, a compliment almost. Um, whereas I guess that there's more of a line um, and more of a gray area um, for me anyway, when it comes yeah, to that. I was just Lydia, gonna say that like, what really gives this whole topic weight is really understanding why, why how, mm. how people suffered at the hands of not being able to express themselves the way they knew how and how um, other yeah. cultures really profited from doing doing that, and I think mm. like when just on the on the surface, it's a conversation that will really come down to like personal discomforts and comforts. If we're just talking on a level of yeah. how does it make you feel if someone's wearing this, da 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 da. But really, when I understood timelines of when these things were just blatantly unaccepted, and then when it became popular and people were making money, it's just like. Oh, it was a huge slap in the face. And I think that that yeah. even though t- t- today you can wear braids to work or you can wear braids anywhere, I think there's still little pockets of that, like that profiting thing. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys um, saw, did you see um, what happened with, um, what's that singer, um, Adele? Did you see her at the Jamaican Festival? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 With yeah. the Bantu With the Bantu knots, knots and she was wearing the Jamaican outfit. See, that was 
a huge divide on the internet as to why were bantu knots right now everyone's going to be like what the hell i mean even this is a big deal <laughs> no but you know right a lot of people were kind of saying she was embracing it cuz she was just purely at a festival mm. she was there as an attendee right. and she wasn't gaining anything she was literally mm. just dancing in that environment embracing it so okay. but then there right. are some who are just like nah. she's dating a black man right now so she's really feeling the culture Oh, okay. Wow. okay. <laughs> what, what, what are your opinions on that? Right. Um, what would you say, like, particularly with um, the Adele situation, um, would you say that that's appropriation or appreciation? Oh, you know, it's so crazy because it's not that dating someone Black gives you a green light, but it's like dating someone Black mm-hmm. yeah. gives you a green light. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. And it was a one-day thing. I think it's the okay. fact that she's famous and the pictures went around and it's been around for so long mm-hmm. that it looks like she's been doing yep. this every day, but it was a one-day event. <laughs> yeah um yeah so i guess yeah when you you just put that into perspective or in perspective for me actually um because i was just like "Mm, appropriation but then i'm like yeah it was a festival it's a jamaican festival Mm -hmm. yeah she Mm -hmm. immersed herself in the culture and we should appreciate Mm -hmm. it apparently she's from that area or something like that as well so she's literally been around it sort of thing that's why my thing is like your proximity to that culture how what is Mm -hmm. what does your proximity look like to that culture how long has that been the case for? Um, it's hard to judge intention. And I truly believe that this conversation comes down yeah. to intention because some, a lot of the work has been done. There's irreversible, irreversible, I guess, aspects yeah. to this issue. But then in the sense that we're allowed yeah, yeah. to, you know, it's kind of done. So I think it's hard. Like really everyone's so different on this conversation. And, mm. and it's really just about, and the thing know, is, managing what you have around you. We don't know who's, who's friend. You know what I mean? We don't know who's been around people for so long that they feel that comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? An outsider would look in and be like, what the hell are you doing? But exactly. you don't know what yeah. the experiences are yeah. um, until we kind mm. of... No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess like it does go back to that um, immersion and you might not know the level of immersion that that person um, has kind of or done in, in relation to that culture. Um, but yeah, I guess also intent um, where, you know, there, there may be some person who doesn't intend to appropriate, but it might be that they are. And so I think that mm. it's really important with anything to kind of be open um, you know, if somebody does feel uncomfortable because it is, it is sometimes an, a subjective thing um, just to be open to that. Um, mm. But just not get defensive about it because at the end of the day, um, that is somebody else's culture. And so there, there is a whole history behind that um, and a whole history for that particular person bringing it up as well. Um, that may be, um, you know, why they're bringing up the fact that they are feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, um, in terms of like... To- to be met with some resistance yeah, potentially, like depending on where you are and like, you just have to be ready for mm. what comes with this issue yeah. as an individual. But yeah. 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 Um, if you're tuning in, you're listening to Soul Dive with Rashani, Lydia and AD on Live FM's at Brimbank Live. Um, I know that, you know, Halloween, it's not something that I particularly celebrate, um, but it is, um, a time where I guess this conversation gets brought up um, quite a lot um, cultural dress um, mm. and playing a, a particular character um, you know there are people that will dress up uh, you know, as a Native American and wear like um, a headdress or you know like a, a, a kind of like war bonnet um, there are people that kind of dress up a particular culture and use that as a character. What are your opinions on um, using, I guess, a culture to play um, a character or seeing culture as a, a costume? AD? Um, I think costumes, Halloween, I mean, Halloween's a one day thing, cool. Um, but there are universal costumes and then there are cultural mm-hmm. costumes like i wouldn't wear a sari for halloween you know what i mean i dress mm-hmm. up as a as yeah. a witch you know what i mean or as a vampire right there, yeah. there's a difference um yeah. but oftentimes like you know um native indians have been appropriated really uh inappropriately 
um, <laughs> and nobody seems to care. Like people kick up a stink and stuff, um, but then they're like, oh, yeah. just settle down. It's just, it's just a headdress. Um, yeah. But, and then there's the extreme end where people have done blackface, you know, mm. and some yes. of them try to mm. make it fetch. But um, I think we fought hard against that and yeah. said, mm. no, no, that's a bit far. Mm. Um, so I don't believe in culture as a costume. There are other costumes, like get creative. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I feel like there, there are hundreds and thousands of costumes out there. Like if you're really struggling for costume ideas that you need to appropriate a culture um, and wear a culture as a costume, like you need to more ideas. I think it's particularly ideas. weird to actually wear mm. a culture as a costume. I think that's a bit weird because it's like I'm stepping into this this yeah. character, this alter ego, this thing that I can detach from, yeah. you know, whenever yes. I want to. Yep. It's not even I'm embracing it. Yep. It could be, it could be, to be fair, but mm. it's also just very much like um, it's a costume. And already yeah. with the costume comes that sort of energy of, you know, um, it's not that serious. But I mm. think ultimately people are screaming, they're shouting loud through, through this issue of cultural appropriation. People are saying there's a bigger issue at hand, people, it's racism and mm. every all of these mm. issues yeah. really flow from it you know yeah. the injustices from racism like now we see all these other issues that have and so it's like really people are trying to point back to the main issue through through this one um mm. personally speaking i would not care one bit if people embrace each other's cultures if we lived in a, an equal world i think that would be a really beautiful thing because mm -hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't come with anything you know it's simply us literally embracing everyone's cultures but i think because of how complex our world is and the injustices that exist within it these mm. these issues are genuine issues so yeah. it, it highlights it highlights you know the dominant culture yeah. dictating what is appropriate or what is inappropriate yeah you know exactly. what i mean like if we started going around and saying we want to have really i don't know thin lips all of a sudden and everyone's chopping off their bums because like, <laughs> bums were an issue, you know? Yeah. Um, they'll be like, why are you, you know what I mean? Doing mm. that. But if it's once it's the other way around, all of a sudden it's fine. It's, like, it's not a big deal. Like yeah. why are you kicking up a stink? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also the issue is, is like we, you're trying to, what people will say on this topic of cultural appropriation is you're trying to be like me, mm. but you don't want to actually, you, 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 it's not even you don't want to, you definitely don't want to, and you just won't have the experiences yeah. of me. So it's yeah. like you get to step into the fantasy, but I'm living a really yeah. like a harsh reality within exactly. this skin suit. And so I think it's, it's that. And some people just really don't even understand that. That's mm. cool. And I think that isn't enough for um, the cultured person in that instance to just yeah. say, like, I can't appreciate this. Yeah, it, yeah. it is that thing of, um, you know, people using that as you know, something that they play into maybe mm. for, for one day to dress up or, um, you know, like as makeup even, which I know we're going to talk about after a, a quick break, but mm. basically it's kind of like them being able to remove themselves at the end of the day. Um, where there are, in and out. Yeah, opt in and opt out. Mm. Yeah. And there are people living that experience. Exactly. Day. They can't opt out of the fact that they're black or they can't opt out um, of, you know, from the fact that they are from that particular culture and experience discrimination in particular ways. So I think that definitely it's, it's that, um, that understanding of the fact that, you know, um, somebody's lived experience is not something that you can just play around with. It's not a costume. It's not something that is just a trend. Like that's yeah. someone's lived experience and lived culture. So I think that that is, yeah, definitely something that um, people need to keep in mind um, when I guess trying to, um, appreciate a culture kind of understanding that kind of line um, in terms of like actual say you know dressing up for muck-up day or um, for Halloween um, if you're playing a character and that character is from a particular culture um, do you ladies think that's that's okay um, in terms of like say if someone wants to dress up as Mulan um, mm. or like Aladdin um, obviously those characters have particular cultures um, which they originate from um, and the, the costumes have elements of that culture. Um, do we feel that that is something that is okay, I guess? I don't know. I mean, I, get, I think it's fine. Like little mm. kids dressing up as Aladdin um, or mm. Mulan is nice. And it's, it looks like they admire mm. um, 
these characters you know what i mean it's yeah. not like they went onto google and all of a sudden they yeah they like this culture and then they're gonna right. dress up in it it's, it's more of a character type thing mm. as, as opposed to culture mm. and i think it's actually really nice seeing um different people dressing for different um characters yeah mm. i think they're that yeah definitely and i think that one thing that i have always said is you know it, it's fine if you you're out here wanting to dress up as aladdin um but i think that the the line that you cross is if you decide that you want to paint you know That's brown what face I'm saying. No, yeah. yeah like you, you know you you can have the costume it. and yeah. you can kind of play that character obviously because it is an actual character but if you're out here changing your particular skin tone or your appearance mm. you're trying mm. to slant your eyes to be Milan I think that that is just a that is a line that you are crossing yeah. um mm. but I definitely think the actual costume of it um and because that costume is linked to a character um mm. I think that that is fine but I think that yeah people and there are people I mean that mm. actually do cross this line thinking it's okay because they think they're just trying to be Aladdin um or trying yeah. to be Princess Jasmine or trying to be like Mulan and so I think that yeah it's definitely that's a line that putting on an accent what do you guys think about that <laughs> oh god no see I think it all of these things also highlight ignorance too because yeah. you realize that there are people in society who um are doing these things with not not understanding at all at all what the issues are and that's an issue in itself but it's yeah. just it again that's that that rubs in the, the issue that makes the issue more obvious to the to the person that's feeling it mm. um so yeah i don't know it's just for me i'm just kind of like i i haven't taken a strong stance yeah. on this in the sense i in terms of the enforcement of it because mm. i just it's just a bit i don't yeah, yeah. i don't know I don't know. Yeah, it, it is, I guess, a really tough one. Um, we're going to head to yeah. a quick break. Um, more after this, you're listening to Soul Dive with Rashani, Lydia and AD on Live FM's Brimbank Live. Live on Live FM. Welcome back to Soul Dive. You're here with Roshani, Lydia and AD on Live FM's Brimbank Live. Um, we have spoken all things cultural appropriation. We have discussed, I guess, the impacts of cultural appropriation, the difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation. Um, and now we are going to break down some myths about cultural appropriation. Um, so the first myth, ladies. By appropriating cultural dress, people are actually helping to platform cultures. What do we think of this one? <laughs> uh, I'll just look. That's that's my initial response. All right, a giggle, a giggle. <laughs> I hope they caught that. I'm um, not like no. We don't. We 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 need your help with the other fight. Look, right, we, don't, right, we, don't, right. we don't we don't need like you to promote our braids. We need. <laughs> promote the importance of an equal society mm -hmm. and what that looks like so that's yeah. just me boom right there uh -huh. I do uh yeah I agree um mm -hmm. that's not what we asked for we asked for mm -hmm. uh, help in the battle of racism we mm -hmm. asked for help um in the battle of equality not yeah. the, um promoting our hairstyles yeah. for your own benefits yeah definitely um, and once once we're all equal, like we can walk into the workplace with two cornrows and not be looked at funny, mm. then we can talk. But yeah. um, that unequal give and take of the same culture or mm. our culture, um, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think to add to that, um, I know a lot of people say, you know, if only people loved black people the way that they love black culture. And I think yep. that that is, is very important. Like, um, definitely there's a bigger fight to fight here and it, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe jump on that instead of jumping on wearing yeah. a cornrows thinking that you're spreading diversity and helping out the culture. <laughs> um, so the next one, this gets thrown around a lot. The statement of I've asked someone from the culture that's being appropriated and mm. they said that it was okay. So it's okay. Ooh. What do we think Damn. of this one? AD just, mm. yeah. Cause I mean, <sighs> the thing is like within our own communities and we spoke about colorism and whatever, there's also, you know, that, I don't know what the word is, but mm. the hate factor within our own selves, yeah. um, that That's conditioning, okay. yeah. that shame factor, that idea that we have to conform and we have to say yes, like mm -hmm. for you to go against that, it's like you fighting or being um, argumentative or disruptive. Yeah. Mm. Um, so a lot of people just say it's okay because that's what they think is the right thing 
to say and that yeah. they'll be seen as um negative nancy or negative yeah. energy or, yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they get gaslit into thinking that um to say no i'd like to keep my own culture or i'd like to keep my own whatever it is yeah. my hairstyle or whatever it is it's you uh, going backwards and not fighting the fight you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm like they're trying to help you with something, mm. but it's like, no, no, no. I, I can give you a whole long list of things you can help me with. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it just it reminds says, me of, mm. yeah. Sorry, AD. What was that? I'm yeah. Sure and I'm just, I'm just thinking with, yeah, to that, it's just kind of, it's tough because it's like, I think on one hand, AD highlighted the more common one, but I think mm. on, on another hand, there are a bunch of black people or, or other cultures that you know kind of don't actually care and that could that could that could also stem from a place of ignorance themselves Mm, and that yeah or it could just be like they don't care and they they are more than happy for their friend to experience this thing and that's why Mm. i said it's it's not a black and white argument um and i think i think it's yeah, I, yeah. In, the, in the case that someone's doing it just to not be disruptive, I think that's very problematic because mm. that, that happens in society. Yeah. We feel pushed to, to up and shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think so. it's important to, to know that they don't really speak for everybody either. Um, I think that that's important to, to yeah. understand. Maybe they're fine with it, um, but you need to understand that there's whole other, like a group of people out there that may not be fine with it that's why i said to my friend when she got the braids done i'm fine with this mm-hmm. but you have to be willing or ready to be met yeah. with some resistance mm-hmm. and that could be a stare that could be whatever it is but because yeah. ultimately we can't speak for everyone in society and just as much as i'm not comfortable with it i can't necessarily say that that's the case for everyone in society and other way and the mm-hmm. other way around so yeah it's at your own expense people yeah, yeah like, that's absolutely. What it is. You just gotta yeah. be ready. <laughs> yeah. Um. And last quick one. We're gonna do a quick whip around for this. Um. Black girls wearing blonde wigs or silky textured hair is appropriation. So reverse appropriation being a thing. <laughs> straight up conditioning. I mean. <laughs> yep. You told yeah. us we have to have straight hair. Yeah. To fit in, and now we have straight hair to fit in. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely it's true. that's the only way we were accepted as um being or presenting professionally mm. in certain environments i remember yes. that was the case so long i did i had the ugliest hairstyles in the name of i need to have a straight hairstyle mm-hmm. do you yeah. remember ad like we used to have the um like you'd straighten your fronts and then you'd have the clip-in extensions <laughs> yeah. because the textures were so different, different. Like, yeah. it was like a buff and then you had Plus, like yeah. Right. yeah 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 um it's yeah like the hairstyle but with that, not our choice though. <laughs> I didn't know what no. I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like definitely there, there's a difference. Um, assimilating to a dominant culture is not appropriation. Um, it's basically just trying to get by and you're kind of going by the standards that people are forcing you to go by. That's exactly so, it. It's yeah. not appropriation. It's actually like, you know, mm, I have yeah. to do this to survive. Yeah. Right. What about, um, I wrote here as well, like um, skin bleaching or tanning. I feel a bit uh, I feel a bit of a way about people tanning particularly when it's like black fishing you know you're going way way fishing yeah interesting concept yeah so it's when people yeah can try to emulate I guess a darker complexion through tanning but at the end of the day they can take it off and they don't have to have the lived experiences of a person of color or a black person so I yeah I I have I guess a, a problem with that or I see that as a little See, I don't mind yeah. this one as much only because the the natural consequence of spending time in the sun for many and for white people too is a tan. So I'm like, right. oh, okay, you just want to fast track the process of what for you might happen. Like we have Mediterranean Naturally people, happen, yeah. Italians, um, Greek people who tan very like strongly. Mm. So yeah. I'm like, to the extent that you're kind of trying to imitate what you could have naturally and maybe a little bit more maybe a little <laughs> bit more, then, yeah. then okay cool but you know there's a clear it's very obvious when someone's just trying to tan to look to look black really mm, yeah look, you know so I think and then for the skin widening that one hurts me as a black person it actually mm. hurts me to see um, other black people lighten their skin yeah um and that's a whole nother topic really but I don't I don't like it I don't like seeing it because it, it's not just it, black people is it it's um mm. 
sorry it's, it's not it's even it's asians it's um yeah it's southeast asians it's yeah huge absolutely yeah um well after this quick break um we'll be shifting our attention away from today's topic and towards an exciting new project that's happening in Brimbank. stay tuned you're listening to soul dive on live fm's Brimbank live Welcome back to Soul Dive. You're here with Roshani, AD and Lydia on Live FM's Brimbank Live. We are now joined by Jennifer, um, who is going to chat to us about riding the COVID-19 wave in Brimbank event. Jennifer, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you ladies. I've met yeah. you before briefly. AD, I don't think I've met you before, but no. <laughs> <Pleasure>? <laughs> <laughs> but I've been checking out your show um like on the live FM and I've been following your Instagram as well. Oh, so. nice. oh, oh beautiful. Oh, thank you. I've seen, I've seen all the faces. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, that's welcome. so cool. Um, yeah. Jennifer, tell us about riding the COVID-19 wave in Brimbank and what the inspiration behind the project is. Yeah, so um, we sort of took a little bit of inspiration, I think, pinched from a few other library services that are doing <laughs> stuff. Um, the State Library is sort of doing it um, from a bit of a historical perspective. So um, they've been asking people to, you know, like collect newspaper articles, like things that they see out and about, like, to do a bit of a time capsule of what the pandemic was like. So mm. sort of wanted to do something similar, but on a local scale. So just for Brimbank um, and not so much just like newspaper clippings and stuff, but actual stories of, you know, what people's experiences were like during the pandemic, mm. the good, the bad and the ugly, like, you know, what life was like during this time living in Brimbank. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think it's just an opportunity for people to tell their stories um, and then this will sort of be something that we can look back on, you know, in 20 years time and think, what the hell? <laughs> but, yeah. um, so we're thinking it's, we're just at the moment sort of collating all the um, submissions from people. So they can be images, writing pieces, videos, a bit of everything. So depending on how much we get, we were thinking we'll do a virtual exhibition. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, then maybe a physical ex exhibition later on down the track, whatever, given the restrictions are at the time. Um, yeah. We'd also like to do a physical publication. So mm. images and stories into a book and get it published. Mm. So, um, so there's a few ideas, but yeah, we'll yeah. just have to sort of gauge what um, the submission level is at the time um, to see what's the best option to sort of go with. But yeah, yeah, really good things so far. So absolutely. That's really exciting. And I think it, it is really important to kind of capture these moments, because as you said, we're going to look back in 20 years and mm. it, it is such an experience. We live through a pandemic. So I think that mm. that is really, really cool. Um, speaking of submissions, how do we submit? Um, so if you visit the Brimbank Libraries website, so uh, just visit www.brimbanklibraries.vic.gov.au. Um, and the riding the COVID wave in Brimbank, there's like a banner that scrolls on the front page um, and there'll be, it'll be on the banner or you can search it from the website. If you just type in riding the COVID-19 wave in Brimbank, um, the submission page will come up. Or if you really can't find it, like you're a bit lost on the website, just call one of the libraries um, and we can navigate you or just send you the direct link to your email or something to make mm. it Absolutely. Yeah, that's were a bit of a headache. Um, <laughs> setup was, uh, we didn't have the right JPEG format uh, for the submissions. So, uh, it, <laughs> and like it wouldn't accept JPEGs. So, for the first uh, weeks, um, everything was bouncing back for people. And I think it sort of deterred people. But we've right, all the yeah. technical glitches out. <laughs> it's yeah. good to go now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well because people need an outlet to you know just submit how they're feeling and things like that yeah whether yeah. in art form or yeah, yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah yeah different different, yeah, different styles of expression are um what's open to people um mm. so yeah that's that's really cool yeah I was, I was thinking about the, yeah. the file. I, like, I've only recently learned about all of that file stuff. I'm like, a PNG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's that thing? There's so many options. <laughs> I know. I, well, it said, I said it accepted JPGs, but not JPEGs, and I thought that was... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Oh, yeah. It's really different. <laughs> one works, one doesn't work. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But that is really exciting though. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully people do kind of submit um, and kind of put in what uh, has happened to them and, and kind of contribute to this amazing, yeah. amazing project. Um, and yeah, for listeners, um, check out the, the website and submit to your submissions um, and contact the library if you are having any difficulties mm-hmm. with that. Um, thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on and speaking about this exciting new opportunity that's happening locally in Brimbank. Um, we are really excited, I guess, to see the finished yeah, product of definitely. it. I'm feeling like I want to submit something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> right? You, you know, yeah. honestly, it can be anything. Like, you know, we've had colleagues at work have been submitting their work from home pictures with their cats. Submit a mandala. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, has got something ready to go. Well, this yeah. is from Brimbank's um, mentoring, but I made some kids draw a mandala and then write some words that mean something oh, to them. That's really nice. Um, yeah. really thank you. Nice. I only had highlighters on hand, so I did that all <laughs> highlight. Thank you, thank you. All right, AD, I'm expecting to see that. <laughs> this is the JPG. Okay, get it right, AD. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, even like, you know, um, like acts of kindness and stuff that you experience throughout the pandemic as well. Um, colleagues, his neighbour has been baking nonstop and just leaving um, cookies on all of each other's doorsteps, which oh. I, I wish I had that neighbour. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, all that sort of nice stuff as well. So, but yeah, we're like looking for a whole range of things like, like I said, the good, the bad and the ugly. Like if you're yeah. really sad and depressed, like we want to get those stories too, like a bit of everything. So, um, and, you know, we want from kids, adults, young people, like a whole range of people. So um, get your mum and dads, get your brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the full spectrum is important just so it represents truly this period and what it's been for everyone. Definitely. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We're going to head to a quick break um, and we'll wrap up our show. Um, You're listening to Soul Dive on Live FM's Brimbank Live. With thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. (laughs) 